Hi, this is Greg Anthony, better known as Cole Anthony's dad, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast with my guys, Mikey, Paul, and Garan. In order for the magic to work, you have to truly believe in the magic. What's up, Magic fans, and welcome to this week's episode of Penny for Your Thoughts, the Orlando Magic UK podcast. Today is Friday the 17th of March 2023. I'm Mikey, I'm your host this week. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Magic being close to breaking ground on the downtown entertainment complex, uh, Bally Sports filing for bankruptcy. <laughs> I'm going to keep going and we're going to explain why in a minute and Magic Go 1 and 2 on the week plus much, much more. There's going to be a lot in this episode. Uh, but before all of that, I am joined, as I always am every week, by Calamity Bacon, the Mansfield Jonathan Isaac. If uh, you heard a little shriek a couple of moments ago, Paul's had another little accident today. Who's going to tell us a little bit more? Yes, uh, it's it's. <laughs> It's been a busy week. Uh, I've been at work. I'll come to that in a minute. But uh, first time this week, I've actually managed to get out after work today. Got out to the woods, took the dog. And because it's been the weather we've had here, it's been torrential rain all the while for the week. Um, we're out on this sandy bridle path that's really wet. The horses have been riding around. It's all churned up. We're walking along, got a nice pace going. My foot sinks, my right foot sinks into the sand. Um, I've hit something that is so solid, my leg went backwards in that sand. And I went forwards, full length. Um, from <laughs> my, the right, the left side of my body, everything I was wearing from the left side of my shoulder down, the entire left side of my body, trousers. I, I got up. And I've got one brown leg of my jeans and one blue leg still. I was absolutely <laughs> covered. Went the full length and I've injured my back. I've uh, My back's now in spasms. So I apologise in advance to everybody for my Tourette's-like outbursts that are going to be clearly on this episode because they are, my back's just spasming. It's, it's uh, far from full. My missus followed us. As, as we were walking and she's just been wetting herself laughing all the way around because in her words it looked like I'd crapped myself and was desperately trying to keep something in my trousers as I was walking they are just everything just pinned together I was in so much pain um but there we go two and a half miles for after I'd done it we, we got back to the car and uh, I've just been screaming out since great days but uh, yeah I've been a busy week like you say Mikey it's uh, been long hours I've been working at um, one of our local schools, a uh, place I work at Mansfield Woodhouse, a place called the Manor Comprehensive. And the the, the guy, I've, I've, I've got a group of year 13s, um, sort of 17, 18 year olds who were doing their A-levels. And this group of maths and science guys, you'd expect them to be kind of quite nerdy. They are brilliant company and fair play to these guys. I'm going to give them a shout out because they've been having three two-hour exams a day for the week so they've literally been back to back to back with no hardly any break in between and they've been great company they've really knuckled down they've been an absolute credit to their generation and one of them i'm going to tell i'm going to say ethan he learned i was a leeds fan and all week he's been breaking out the nottingham forest gear deliberately to wind <laughs> me up <laughs> idiot <laughs> i would call him something else but we try and keep it clean <laughs> Oh, Paul. We might have to put a compilation together by the end of this video with all the oohs and ahs and Paul having a, the odd spasm. <laughs> well, watching, watching the Magic, watching the Phoenix Suns game, which I watched when I got back in, my missus, every time I went, oh, she thought we'd got close to Paolo three-pointer or something. She kept running, what have I missed? Just me. <laughs> oh, so, dear. Yeah, I'm back. Cal Calamity's back. So from the Mansfield Jonathan Isaac to uh, Air Sunderland, or Half Man, Half Amazing. Evening, not, Gary. It's not the first time I've heard that, Mikey. You know, hey, I, hey. <laughs> Do you want to tell us more? No, it's not 10 o'clock yet, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, all good, all good. Hey, I just thought I would put on my new City Edition jersey. <laughs> I like it. I, I was, like I was it. Watching that, and I was just like, I would like to say that I look as good wearing that as Vince, but I, I do really, if I'm being brutally honest. But he's got a good taste in suits, so good on him. You won the poll, though, mate, on on Twitter. Moral victory. It was a moral. Yeah, I, I, I voted for Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you feel any better, mate. My mum voted for Vince as well. <laughs> uh, mate, the question would be who was the better looking. Well, might have been a different answer. Oh, Paul. You know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I'm even better now. <laughs> yeah, but we know why Paul voted for Vince Carter, and that's because neither have got any hair, so he's it's team no hair. Absolutely. <laughs> team flawlessly challenged. Absolutely. And uh, from from Sunderland to uh, to Wales, and sitting on the tank is L- Lance Corporal Jones. Permission to speak, sir. Speak, Jones. <laughs> oh, well rehearsed, that wasn't it? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you? you good? Oh, good, mate. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Gary's like, I can't believe this. What yeah, a start. I'm going to take it off now. I'm going to take who, it off. Who do you think you're kidding, Mr. Clark? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the normal one this week for a change, but there we go. That's saying something. But uh, uh, <laughs> there we go. Right, on to some, uh, on to some magic news and we'll, we'll jump into <gasps> the episode. <laughs> it's that the first one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to have my microphone on mute, aren't I, for this episode? No, no. Because <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, all you can see is Paul <laughs> flailing around like a bloody <laughs> a seal. <laughs> About to be clubbed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too funny. It was well time though, because they're just about to move on to the next segment. You'll have to introduce each segment like that, Paul. Go on, get on with it. (laughs) Well, uh, let's start with on Wednesday, the NBA announced that Grizzly star Jar Morant will be suspended for eight games uh, for contact for contact that. Detrimental to the league. Well, I can't say that. I'm still laughing at Paul. Uh, Morant was seen flashing a gun on Instagram live at a strip bar and one of several inf- incidents that he's been involved in or accused of in recent months. Uh, Joe apologised and checked himself into a programme to get some help. And let's hope it's a bit of a wake up call because he is a special talent. Uh, following his suspension, which he's already serving, he'll be eligible to return against Dallas on the 20th of March, and he'll likely feature against the Magic when we take on the Grizzlies in just over a week's time. Paul, you had something to say about this in our group chat earlier in the week, about yeah. the suspension. You weren't that impressed. I I think I'm, like a lot of Magic fans, feel that uh, he's he's been treated a little bit differently. Um, to how we had suspensions implemented. Now, first of all, um, it's not unimpressed at the outcome. Um, it's just the implementation. I think his offence isn't the worst thing that we've seen players do. Um, it's irresponsible. It's certainly stupid behaviour. But for whatever the reason is behind is somewhat increasing erratic behaviour that we've been seeing. I'm glad to see he's apparently addressed it. Um, you know, whatever the reason, there's no no speculation. Um, but I'm pleased to see he has taken ownership and addressed it and see and sought help. So fair play, fair play. So it's not it's not that side of things, it's not about the offence itself. Punishment, A games, yeah, fine. I've got no great problem with that. I just don't think it should have been implemented retrospectively. I think it's unfair to other teams and other players who have been hit with bans that they've had them, they've got to serve them. He's been allowed to serve it whilst he was unavailable anyway through being in rehab. Now, I've read some explanation as to how this is allowed which didn't make a deal of sense to me. 
Um, however, once you actually work out that he's had this ban running whilst he's been in rehab and the like, he effectively only misses two games, which doesn't feel right. Um, and those games, he'll be getting his fitness back anyway, having been in rehab and be re, you know, re, re-establishing himself in the team. So it doesn't feel like it's a huge punishment as a result of that. Um, I think it should have been implemented personally from the point where he became available again to play. Uh, if you look back at Mo Wagner when he got his two-game ban, his wasn't his didn't start until he became available after his concussion that resulted from that incident. So it's it's more that it just feels that as I say in some ways the league has treated the magic particularly different again. Um, other teams have had a different rub of the green. That's that's what that was the main issue. Hmm. Yeah, I was saying to G. Before uh, before we start recording off air, that I was listening to Brian Windhorst today, and they they basically said the same thing, Paul. About really, okay, yeah, about it, and it happens with a with an injured player. They have to mm. wait to the they have to wait till they return to play before they carry on. I'm going to keep going, um, and and then they serve the suspension, and it just yeah. feels a bit unfair in, in that sort of term. It's not something that's just happened to the Magic in terms of what happened with Mo Wagner earlier in the season. But, gee, were you going to say something, mate? Yeah, eight games, come on. and I don't think that's enough myself. Um, You know, they made an example of Gilbert Arenas. Okay, he was flashing a gun around in the arena in a locker room. Um, But there's got to be circumstances that he had this on his person um, at a team facility or a plane or, or something to that effect because it happened, you know, when, when he was in Denver. So for me, you guys have just mentioned it, you know, they're letting him off um, and he's seen as one of the, you know, the young bright stars um, of the league. So I think he's been let off because of that. They want him back for the playoffs. If they gave him 50 games, you know, that's him done for the, through the playoffs. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I just don't like this S and them, you know, not not handing out the same punishments. And we'll get onto that a little bit later on, mm. uh, because I do feel like they treat us differently. Can I just put one point in here that's possibly a little bit controversial? Maybe on this. Well, we're alive on a pod, so I'm going to say it. I guess. Um, I applaud the fact that he's taken action and he's checked himself into a rehab facility, etc. But it was for what eight days. For sure. And in Florida. I agree. Hey, I'm not being funny, but when you've got a mental health issue, you don't turn it around in eight days. No, I think the only thing I'd say on that is if it's been a case of, I mean, we don't know what the what the issue was, um, but if it's been a case of, um, for instance, say somebody said to him, "What's causing your behaviour?" and mm-hmm. it comes out that it's the ha- how to handle the downtime on the road or anything of this nature, it's it can then be more a case of being given information and learning rather than it actually being. Um, a long, a long term mm-hmm. issue where you need to sit down with a therapist and address certain issues that you have mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember back to myself with mm-hmm. some therapy that I've had. Certain things were quick wins, mm-hmm. you know that it was ju- you were just given try this and see if that works, and you were able to move on, and it fe- it was effective quickly. Other things that were more deep seated. Um, yes, you needed longer sitting down and talking about things and really learning about yourself. Um, so there's perhaps circumstances where it could be that it has um, been sufficient time or that that's, that time he's been in is enough to learn techniques that he's now going to try and implement, perhaps. It's just a, a different take on that. Absolutely, Paul. It's one of those where it's, 
the first thing is is when you see somebody who's in crisis go to get help i'm kind of like hey yeah good on you that's that's what i wanted to see but by the on the other side of it it's kind of like some you see this a bit now i think something's gone wrong where i've done something really bad i agree yeah and i was going with by the way i was in a bad place and here it is and i just i, I wouldn't want to think someone who's got the influence of jamarant which he's incredibly influential he's one of the best players in the league could take something where it sends the wrong message because mm. i think yeah i fully agree the grizzlies think... have been sending a few wrong messages to be honest for a very popular team and whether people like it or not when you're in a position where kids look up to you, up to you you've got it. It's not your decision whether you're a model or not. They've anointed you in that position. And I just yeah. think use your, use your platform right. And I hope he does going forward because he's a great talent who could lead the Grizzlies to a championship. But I would like to see it done in the right light. We both agree, Gary. I'm, I'm fully with you on that. Hmm. Yeah, well said. And, and I think also we've also got to remember that he's only 23. And none of us, rem- none of us actually understand how much pressure it is on these players as young kids to to deal with what they have to go through. And don't get me wrong, we'd all love to be earning two hundred million dollars and uh, and playing basketball for a living. But it comes with a different pressure, and some people are built to handle it, other people aren't. And I also think, again, this isn't the first situation he's been involved in this year. I think he needs to put a better team around him of, of, of adults <laughs> that are going to tell him what's right, what's wrong, and, and basically help him to try and grow up a bit faster because I think that's part of it as well. So, But I brought this point up not because it was a general topic I wanted to talk about. It's just the fact that he's going to be eligible to play the Magic in, in a week's time, but I thought it was worth talking about. Um I don't remember where exactly I saw this. It might have been on. It might have popped up on Twitter or Instagram. But according to the business journals, the Amway, uh, sorry, the Orlando Magic are finally ready to break ground on the downtown entertainment complex opposite the Amway Center, according to t- team executives. For those who remember, the Magic demolished the complex. I want to say what was it, guys? About five or six years ago, after they knocked the car park down with the shops and stuff underneath. Um, it's been sat there empty for quite for quite a while, and we've been sat there waiting. Gee, um, eventually, when this does start to take shape, and there's going to be shops, restaurants, bars, and, and a hotel, I think. What do you think it's going to do for the magic and and downtown? Well, it's going to raise our profile, isn't it? Um, having you know um, people just walking around, you know, foot traffic, people just you know, we, we sell out quite a few games but we're going to get more people in and around the areas um so it's just going to make us more popular um it's also going to help you know all all the businesses downtown you know some of the pubs and bars that we go to before the games uh they're obviously going to benefit from um, more of the the hotels being filled and that um but i'm just thinking back to to 2012 you know that that area you said was knocked down. It was basically just bars. So having more hotels and everything is going to be a lot better. Because in 2012 we had the All Star Game, and I remember that you know a lot of these stars and you know high profile you know film stars etc. come down for the weekend, and one of the complaints about having it in Orlando was that the, there wasn't that much to do downtown. So we need that complex there to house these guests, you know, to have the clubs, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it's just going to be make it more of a desirable place for players to, to, you know, to come and play rather than just have a bit of a wasteland there. Um, it's obviously going to be nice for us to have a few more buyers to get to when uh, we're in the playoffs next year. So um, it, it's only going to, it's only going to make everything better. Um, I, I don't think there's any sort of downside to it unless John Morant's in town. Um, so no, <laughs> Gee, you was, can't afford to go in. That was low, you, but mate, you can't afford to go in those strip clubs that he goes in. No, I know that's true. That's true. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have that pile of money just around, sat around the side of you. No, but yeah, I mean, but... I went to the playoffs in 2011 out there, and I think it was the Hawks series, uh, when we lost, um, was it four, four, two? Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, I went to the bars there, and um. 
it was cracking, you know, right across from the arena. I know Harry Buffalo's is all right, but um, it was a really good, you know, vibe. Uh, you had the DJ outside the Amway Centre, places bouncing. Uh, so having it just outside the arena uh, just just gives it that bit of an extra pop. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this week it was also rumoured, or sorry, it was a few weeks ago this was rumoured, but this week it's been um, reported on Thursday that Bally Sports, who broadcast the Magic Games, and I think it's 15 other the NBA teams, have actually filed for bankruptcy. Um, they'll continue to cover Magic Games, I'm I'm pretty sure, up to the end of the season. Um, and I know Bally cover baseball and, and various other sports as well, and their, their season's just about to get underway. Um, but Gary, what's your thoughts on that? And would you like to see, well, I don't know if this is even possible, a return to Fox Sports or Sun, the Sunshine Network as it was before that? Um, first things first, you don't want to see any company um, go under. Um, my main thing really is, is that whatever happens, that we see David, Jeff, Dante and all the crew really keep their jobs and be moved across because I wouldn't want to be sitting watching an Orlando Magic game without that lineup there calling it and doing all the pre-game and post-game stuff. That's what makes it. It doesn't matter whether it's hmm. what sports network it's on. It's the personnel who make it, really. So for me, as long as they keep the personnel right and they can get it on League Pass so we can see it in a proper fashion, um, I, I don't care whether it's Fox, whether it's any other network, just as long as we've got the, the, uh, the squad on there to keep them guys. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and last point, uh, March Madness tipped off the, earlier this week, the NCAA tournament. Uh, there's been several games played at the Amway Centre, which I think Sabrina went to, Paul, didn't she? Do you know what, mate? I've had absolutely no idea. I've um, hardly been looking on social media in the light this week. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, and I think oh, I think it was last night, uh, Duke won... 74 to 51 against Oral Roberts, which I just think is funny. Uh, San Diego State beat Charleston 63 to 57. And then on this upcoming Saturday, Duke faced Tennessee. So it's uh, Paolo and Wendell against Admiral Schofield. And Furman faced San Diego State, who uh, I think they had a bit of an upset, upset in one of those games the other night, um, which went right down to the wire. Um, right, re weekly recap. Uh, this week, the Magic went 1-2, and two, currently have a record of 28-42, and 42, sat 13th in the Eastern Conference with, I think it's 12 games remaining, and have the fifth best odds in the draft lottery on the 16th of May as it stands. Um, starting with the Heat, uh, another tight matchup between the Heat and the Magic on Sunday. A really fun, tense game throughout. The Magic uh, watched a fourth quarter lead disappear as Jimmy Butler took over, as we've seen on several occasions this season. Uh, we ma they made a game tie and shot to send the game to overtime, and then the Magic dominated the extra period, holding on to win 126-114. to 114. Gary, give us your thoughts. I'm sure the other guys want to weigh in as well, because it was, a, it was a, a fun game. It was really fun. I stayed up and watched this one live, and I'm really pleased that I did. Um, to be honest, um, when when it was tied up at the end, it was kind of like it's Groundhog Day. Here we go again. And then what was really good was was how we just took over in overtime and dominated the Heat. Um, and it was just impressive to see. It was nice to see that leap. It's nice to see what we could do. Um, I will say, Jimmy Butler, we can kind of laugh at how he reacted at the end, which was pretty funny. But he's immense. He really is immense. And if you know, if he yeah. was playing for the magic, we would absolutely love him. Um, and it was almost at the point when I was watching that game where I was kind of half feeling sorry for Jimmy Butler because of what was around him. You know, like you're looking at it and you've got like Bam Adebayo, you've got Lowry, you've got Tyler Hero, you've got, you know, Victor Oladipo, et cetera. And there just wasn't that much support like Bam in particular, was really disappointing. Maybe that's down to Wendell, but he was made to look really, really, really ordinary in the game. Um, it, what, as much as I like Spolstra as a coach, um, it's really good to see when he's upset. But he just, when he's upset, he looks like he could be a, um, like a villain in a Breaking Bad spin-off or something, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, Hollow's logo's deputy manager. <laughs> <laughs> 
you haven't got your order and you haven't got your crack either or something like that, right? He just looks really angry and I'm like, you look like a freaking bad villain. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, that was funny. I was laughing at that. But um, looking at the magic side of it, we got a good game from Paolo. We were so close. I was willing the triple-double. I was willing it because I, I really want Paolo to... Uh, to raise his game to get runner-up in the Rookie of the Year. Um, that's obviously... <laughs> he's no longer Rookie of the Year, if you believe someone, you judge it over a month. Um, Franz Wagner, um, injured. But if you look at the game Franz was having, he could have been on for a triple-double. Yeah, I you agree. Know, 17 points, six assists, eight rebounds. But the um, the stars of the show, and I'll, I'll go in reverse order, even though there's going to be a 1A and a 1B, I thought Cole had a really good game off the bench. He come up with key buckets and it's been mentioned a lot on Twitter today but people are sleeping on really the last couple of months of Cole Anthony how efficient he's been but you've got a really efficient 16 and 6 from Cole massive in that game he come up with some key buckets and then when I agree Paul <laughs> <laughs> um, Wendell comes back and you, you know he just had a monster game huge double double and um, we looked better in the middle with having him there but I think really the standout for me was the performance of Jalen Suggs, where it was just an all-action everywhere performance, stuffed the stat sheet, and it was the three shooting from Suggs. We'd seen the knock on it last season, but in that game, he looked every inch the number five pick mm-hmm. in the draft. He looked every inch that player. And, um, you know, we don't win that game if it's not for those three guys. They were absolutely immense for us. And when most people talk about Paolo and Franz and, and Markel, it really was those three guys, I think, who came up with the goods. So, lovely win. Enjoyed it. One Gary, thing I, I, I got it. Go on. I was, first I, was, I, was, okay, I was just going to ask Gary, what was his take watching live on the Franz injury? Here we go again. That that was the first thing. I just kind of was, I, I kind of believe this, please, because it looked worse than it was. Mm. Um. And I know we, we we were looking at one person in particular when that injuries happened, and I'll I'll not name his uh, name right yet, but it was just here we go again. Mm. And you know if we lost Wagner, I was kind of like, well, that's the play, and any chances we did do have or did have, depending how you take it, would be gone. I think. So it was really it was really annoying, but it was worrying was my first thing. Rather than looking to apportion the blame, I was just like, there goes another guy down on the court. It was Mr. Yeah. Lowry again for the fourth time, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Michael Carter-Williams, Aaron Gordon, this one. There must be another one in there somewhere. To be honest, it's more for 4G. It happens every time we play him. I know, I know. Um, you almost wanted Michael Carter-Williams just to get subbed in, didn't you? Just to lay one on him. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like, oh, you I'd did? Like, you really did? On. Yeah, I know. I'm a bit angry about it. Um, what what did I want to say? You about sound it? really yeah. angry. Oh, I, I'm always angry, mate. Um, <laughs> I, I mentioned this on the pod last week, right? Fouling when you're up three just to kill the game off. We were up 15 with six minutes to go. There's no way we should have let them back into that game. Okay, we got the win and we played fantastic in overtime and it was a great experience, you know, good experience for the guys, especially, you know, without Wagner in the lineup. But I think it was six seconds to go. Miami had the ball um, after, oh, that was the other thing. Just before that, when the um, Spolster Challenge. challenged the three and because they were going to get the rebound, but the foul had called, been called before, what nonsense are they on about now? It's like there's something different every week. Um Luckily, we get it overturned. But when Butler got the ball, we know he's not a, the best three-point shooter in the world. The clock's winding down. I'd have just wrapped him up with two seconds to go. Put him on the line. And then you're almost, you know, you're almost home then. Instead of giving him that chance to make the three. And he made the three. And fair play to him making the three. But I was just a little bit annoyed that other teams have done that to us and killed the game. And we didn't use that ourselves. Anybody else got the it's same? The very, it's the very thing we talked about last week. Exactly the same, yeah. And and the same thing happened last night in the Suns game as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, as, as I wasn't on the pod last week, I'll put my penneth in then about the wrapping somebody up 
I'm sick of us playing nice. Stop playing nice. You win nothing playing nice. The teams that are winning stuff are willing to employ more of the dark arts, shall we say. Um, if you're willing to... I see nothing wrong with... I suppose there's an argument for it being unsportsmanlike, not giving somebody a genuine chance to win the game. Foul them quickly. I've got no problem on it. Other teams do it against us. I think Miami had done it the night or two beforehand against the night, whoever they the were night playing. Bef- the the night very before. night before. But we had so, it done against uh, us by the Knicks yep. uh, a couple of weeks ago. Then the don't, Blazers. I don't have a problem on it. Beginning the week before. And, you know, it was frustrating. We wanted to, you know, get a three and they wouldn't even let us have the shot to go. So we really need to start employing that tab, tab, attack. And, and that was for me... Um, that was the one point in that game where I was critical of the coaching decision. And I felt that that was a, a poor decision. We should have gone in and fouled. I, I was disappointed with that. Really was. Um, yeah, there were a few there were a few choice words at the TV. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And more choice words from one game to another. Uh, this is great example of how the Magic have played up to competition this season and then played down to the competition following uh, the Heat win. We played the Spurs on Tuesday. Uh, probably the worst game of the season that we've played, I reckon. Uh, the Magic lost 114 to 132. Uh, Orlando took an early 8-2 to lead before the Spurs went on a run and basically it was an uphill struggle from the rest of the way. Paul, this is the fifth fifth loss against one of the bottom four teams this season. How pivotal mm. do you think these games have been and what's your take on that Spurs loss? I mean, on the Spurs game, I'll start with that first. Teams will have bad games. We we know that. And you move on. But that game was just unacceptable. Um, there was a lack of effort in many ways for me. Um and it it didn't get as bad as the England rugby game um, on last Saturday when we were playing France and I did something that I've never done with an England rugby game before. I switched it off at half-time, didn't watch the second half. Um, switched it off saying that's embarrassing, I'm refu- I refuse to watch that. Um, but this game, it was one where it was on, but I was hardly watching it. It was just on in the background. Was there any point where you actually felt we could put a run back and bring this back in? We could recover this in some way. I just, I was just so disappointing from start to finish for me. Um, forget how that they made their franchise record in three points made. For me, it was more disappointing that we let them get so many up, and there were so many that were open shots as well. Um, we have to do something about the volume of shots we allow teams to get from the from beyond the arc. Uh, that has to be an improvement in defence for from from us. But on to the other point, Mikey, the losses that you know we were there when we lost to Houston in the Amway. Um, with the early defeats that we took to Detroit, we lost to Charlotte this game to San Antonio and that one a few weeks back, uh, a couple of weeks back where we lost to Indiana. Those are the games that have really, really hurt our season um, and are really now the difference between us having an opportunity to be in the play-in because I do think we are good enough to be in that conversation. But you put us against a good team and we play, we raise our game and we play some superb basketball. Look at last night, Phoenix, we played some really good basketball. Um, I know we're going to come on to that. Against Miami, some really good basketball. We've beaten Golden State twice. The record we've had this season against Boston. But what we have to find a way as, as a team, now whether it's players or what, I don't know. We're not, we're not privy to that. We don't see what it is. But we have to find an ability as a team to play better against what some people will say are lesser teams or describe as teams that we should be beating. You have to respect every team, and you have to be, and you have to bring 
your game against every team. Because the NBA is one of those leagues where everybody can beat everybody else. And we have to find a way to be consistent against those teams that are either in a rebuild or are our direct rivals for making that next step. Mm-hmm. And we haven't done that this season. Yeah. There's, there's a few things really this game. I mean, it felt very early on that this was a game where they looked like they turned up thinking they'd already won early on in this game. Didn't you and think, I think that? I, I did. I was expecting a 20 oh, no, no, win easily. But that's my point. I, I think they thought they'd already won the game before before tip-off. And then they played really casually. <clears throat> and Paul said about, did we ever feel like there was a point where we, you, you felt they could get back into the game near the end? I mean, they only really started to turn it up turn the pressure up a little bit with what six minutes to go in the fourth quarter and even then you're thinking we're not good enough to be one of those teams that can just turn it on when you want like (laughs) you're still young you're still developing you've got to play you've got to play well consistently and they never did it and to give up 132 against the Spurs was just dreadful um I'm going to be honest We've got a bit of a well, it's not an unwritten rule. It's a, a rule we all we all agree on that in our WhatsApp group, we don't have any spoilers until we've all messaged in the next day and said, "Yeah, watch the game." Watched. I watch this. I've got up at five o'clock to watch this game, and I sat there thinking, "I I really really wanted to message the three of you and say, we never do this, but don't waste an hour and a half of your life because it was absolutely <laughs> dreadful." But I didn't. But I, I thought you can go for it as well, but is that why um, you rang me? Like, I had a missed call when I was. It was exactly why I was trying to ring you about seven o'clock, Gary. Was to yeah, say, yeah. don't bother, because I think you said you weren't going to be able to watch it till later in the evening anyway. Yeah, but you you really wouldn't have missed anything. It was terrible, but um, there we go. Terrible well, loss. Go, on, Gary. I was just going to say the worry for me in those types of games is when you've got someone like Zach Collins going ten for fourteen. And putting up a twenty-five point performance on us, and it's—I know these games happen, but when you've got to try and get in the plane, and you look at San Antonio coming up on your schedule, you're kind of like, "That's a game you want to look to win." And there was moves that Sohan, Sohan, for example, pulled in that game where it was like watching an all-star game. Hmm. The defense—I was kind of like, "What the hell? Like, how, how have you managed to do that?" There was like a like a very—how can I put it? If you're watching in America, I don't know whether this will translate but it was like a um a little version or an aldi version of the tracy mcgrady off the backboard dunk where he kind of threw it, <laughs> caught it and put it and i was like this i was like this is showboating against us and we're the ones trying to get in the plane and it just mm. you know you look at that and you look at collins you look at 54 percent from three you look at the fourth quarter performance and i was like it's not good i think i put in the in one of the in what the chat you g's into that when I'd watched it, our defence was like the defence in an all-star game. Yeah, it, it was. And, you know, this graphic came up on the, on the telecast last night with the Suns, um, but we've had two teams now put a franchise records for make made threes against us in the uh, in the Kings and the, um, the Spurs. Um, so it's a little bit disappointing and the three-point defence has got to improve um, I know that the graphic came up and showed, you know, they only make about 33 or 34%. So we were like, what, ranked 12th or something in the league. But if a team scores, you know, 23 point or more field goals, then you're fighting a losing battle, aren't you? Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from one awful loss to a better performance, but... The uh, the Magic taken on the Phoenix Suns on Thursday night. The first game that the Magic have faced Terrence Ross and an opposing team for quite a while, um, which felt a bit weird. Uh, it was a hard-fought game that went right down to the wire. Uh, the Magic lost 113-116. to Gee, should Paolo have been shooting free throws to tie the game? And what else stood out to you in this one? Oh, you know he should have been shooting free throws. <laughs> My gosh. How um, is he not? I know, I know. Um, So let's take it back to the end of the first half 
where a Koji got, and you see him on YouTube, fouled by Markel Fultz and it got reviewed and he had three uh, free throws uh, to, to finish the half. Now, you know, we, okay, Markel probably should have, you know, just let him heave it from half court. Um, he brushed, he did brush his, uh, well, his knee got in the way, shall we say. So there was minimal contact and it got called. So what you want to see here is is consistency from the officials. Um, and I, I had to have a little look who who did officiate last night. Tyler Ford, who I, don't think, much, I don't think much of. Uh, Jenna Schroeder, I think she's in her second year, bless her. But um, she probably missed a few calls last night. And Mark Lindsay, I don't know much about him, to be honest. So the fact that I don't know much about him, he's probably doing okay. Are you all right there, Paul? Oh, yes, mate. Yeah. Good lad. I've, just, Good lad. I've been quiet too long. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so so going back to it, you just want consistency. And, okay, the game's on the line. Um, it's, it's a lot more difficult to call those uh, fouls on those last-second shots. But... My gosh, contact compared to the other calls. So, you know, and the worst thing was, mostly couldn't even challenge it because it wasn't a, a it was a non-call, but it wasn't a you know a stoppage of play sort of thing. So, really, really frustrating. You know, let's be honest, Paolo might not have made three free throws, and you know, it would might have been irrelevant. Um, there was a couple. There was a couple more. There was a couple of and ones not called. There was an incident in the third quarter. I, you can see, I, I've got a pen and paper when I'm watching these games, just noting down when the officials have been bad. There was a couple of um, Phoenix Suns got players a notebook then. <laughs> who camped, who basically camped out a like, tent in the paint. Like bloody war months. and peace at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know, three seconds. You, you can't stay in there for about seven seconds for what they did. Um, and I know the Magic Bents was shouting at it. So I think it was possibly to do with a little bit of, um, you know, inexperience for some of these officials. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we can't blame officials. We could, but um, I keep get, kept getting told that we can't. Um, so <laughs> end of the day, we've got to be better. We've got to make our foul shots. We've got to shoot the ball better. We've got to turn the ball um you know, over less. So end of the day, it's on us. But you just expect parity from the officials calling it exactly the same way. So with regard to that Paolo Banquero three, he should have been at the line. Would it make a dif- made a difference? I don't know. So, um, but but going back to the performance then. So obviously, um, my boy came through, didn't he? Markel. Yeah, he was brilliant. And done some shoelaces. Oh, yeah, yeah. Undoing Terence Ross's shoelaces with a game on the line. And in fairness, T-Ross made the uh, made the foul shots, but uh, uh, I did I did see that the Phoenix Suns um, commentary team weren't too happy about that. And um, I think they wanted maybe a technical call, but it, obviously it wasn't. Uh, but it's just a couple, of, a couple of friends having a bit of a laugh, isn't it? And uh, fair play to, to T-Ross making those free throws. Um, but yeah, Mark Hell's performance, was it? 25 points on 11 of 17 shooting, seven rebounds, nine assists, flirting with a triple-double. Uh, he, he really controlled, me and Mike were speaking before you guys jumped on, controlling the tempo. Um, and making the team play at his pace and, you know, pushing it where he needs to, slowing it down, backing down, putting the right guys in the right spots. Um, obviously, having Wagner and Bankero is allowing him to do that. But you just feel like you need that, you know, that star wing. And then we're set, you know. Get Team Mac out after retirement, eh, Mikey? <laughs> Get some nickel back on and Jimmy Butler might come and join us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy him tickets. <laughs> you like um, Nickelback, don't you, Paul? I've been to see him, mate. They, they're one of them bands that I like some of their earlier stuff, but more recent stuff from the last few albums, it's like, why even bother? Yeah. Uh, well, no, I, I've, I've got him on my spot, uh, Spotify playlist because um, when the Cardiff Devils come out, they come out to burn it to the ground. Yeah. And that's banging you know, when it's, when it's playing song. really loudly yeah. down uh, yeah. at the Ice Arena Wales. Yeah, that's something in your mouth, quality songs, mate. Yeah. But um, I now you've 
I, I hung off on mentioning this earlier when Gary mentioned about Cole because uh, I thought you'd be getting to Markel after last night. Am I the only one that's really liking this three guard lineup that we're putting out? Mm-hmm. Markel, Cole, and Jalen together look so good, really complementing one another, and the the energy on defense that or yeah, defense that Markel and Jalen are bringing is phenomenal. Markel's really I mean you saw it last night his active hands really causing problems to other guards I was I really do like seeing them the three of them play together um, if we're going to exp- if we are saying that we're out of the play-in conversation now um, and what's rest- what's left for the rest of the season is experimentation I'd love to see an exp- an extended period of those three playing together see what we can get from them mm-hmm. yeah good point are we out of the playing tournament yes <laughs> the, <laughs> the yeah, tank me, commander yeah yeah, uh, yeah we, we are we've had but, too many uh, losses yeah, we we can't we won't be able to make that up unless you go on a you know a ten and one run and then hope for results to go your way. But we, we can't tank either because we're too far adrift from those forever bad teams. So we're in a position now. All we need to do is be competitive and literally set a base for next year, so we can yeah. you know um, just hit the ground running. Yeah. Well, we got a what was it a three and three and a half game lead over portland who uh, who've got the sixth best odds at the moment in the draft lottery as it stands should we do a quick sim should we do a, should we start yeah. the uh, the week well, no, you know what sim. whilst you're doing whilst you're doing that can i just ask g you mentioned about um consistency in the phoenix game how what's what's Fran's got to do to get a call of contact I, on some of the shooting last night, the the stuff in the paint was one where he asked for. I think was it late in the fourth? Um, clearly raped twice, and whatever his name is, you know I can't remember his name. Rat boy, who I call, as I call him, rat face thing. Um, yeah, stood straight in front of it, and there's two, there's two separate incidents in one play, and doesn't call a single one of them. And you know what? He was the official that was next to yeah. Paolo when the uh, Akoji block came in. So, you know, speaks volumes of... Uh... But that that was the one I was more upset at, the Franz one, because I think it had... If we'd have had chance of... Because it, it would have been a shooting foul, those points there, we would have been closer beforehand. Yeah, so, so with regard to... upset at that one. Barkley getting more calls. I almost want to see uh, Coach Mosley get a few more technicals, being a bit more irate and getting into the officials' ears because I think that's what's going to make them stand up and listen. Um, Other than that, you know, it's about respect and getting us on national television and being more talked about in the media other than, you know, little Orlando sort of thing um, and bailing the other teams out because that's what it feels like, doesn't it? but I mean, Bancaro was getting calls at the beginning of the season. Um, that somehow stopped. Um, but we see it every night, night in, night out. They're getting slapped something silly. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think the referees need to have a, a big meeting in the off season and you know review their protocols. Or you know, I thought that um, you're just saying about um, the coach getting more technical. I thought he was going to get one in the very first. First couple of minutes with the over and back that they didn't call, yeah. and you could mm. see him running up the court. Then, yeah. I mean, that was a missed call. That was that was he, such he an did obvious call thing. one a little bit later on though, and that was that yeah. that Jenna lady. Uh, I, I applaud her for calling that because it was a little bit close, and obviously they're difficult to call those over and back, especially when you're down on the floor. Um, I mean, I play on a Tuesday night and it's very difficult, you know, if, if ever you argue an over and back, one team says one thing, the other says the other. So um, just get the ball and just inbound it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> of, is, is Ref Rant out of the way now? Yeah, I think so. You're done? Does anybody You've else got... want to add? Gary's been a bit quiet. Anything to add, Gar? 
Um, not that what hasn't already been said really about that. Um, I think at the end of the day, it will get better in our favour, but it's just going to come with exposure and it shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't be that way, but we know the league we're playing. And it, you know what? It should Sorry, be. Gary, I thought you finished. Apologize, well, mate. It shouldn't be that way. That's all, Paul. I was just going to say it shouldn't yeah. be that way, but we know how it is. What was interesting? You say, you've just you've said about exposure. G, you did as well. I noticed last night's game was on NBA TV. Um, I didn't realise until I'd started the game. Um, and I think that's the wrong commentary. It was the NBA TV commentary that came up to start with. And they were clearly, their commentators, happy to be covering the magic so as they got to see Paolo and got to see Franz. Because they were, you, they were, I'm sure it was early on that one of them said, we've not got to see Orlando. And this is an exciting young team. You think, well, if the, if they are saying that, then why aren't you putting that through to the broadcasters to say, let's get some of these, some of the coverage on? And you That's look at some really of the games we've played. Refreshing that, yeah. Mm. Look at some of the games we've played and some of the teams that we've been competing against. As we've said, against the better teams this this year, they could have made some entertaining games on national TV. You're not telling me that that Miami game would not have been enjoyed by most NBA fans. It was a quality watch. Yeah. And and your point about road teams, Paul, road teams broadcast, we've seen this. Yeah. I mean, earlier in the year when we were having loads of problems with League Pass, I was having to watch a few away commentary games. And um, every game I've listened to, the opposition have always been complimentary of what we're doing. So I think that, show we know internally but i think that the rest of the league now are starting to uh see that the magic are coming and if the uh this latest tank or mock draft that i've just simmed is anything to go by the magic got the number one pick Woo-hoo. taking victor Wambiama. but it's a slightly sour note and i'll take this uh, the ball's got the third pick, which means that pick wouldn't convey. But uh, to be honest, if we walked out of Wemby Armour, I don't think any of us would be too displeased. I think we'd still take that. Sign me up. That'd be two picks next year then, no? The following year? Yeah. 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 So our own... It... Oh, no. Was it... Hang on. Is it our own? The Bulls? Would that be the Nuggets one as well? Or was that 2025? 25, I believe, yeah. Okay, so that's two first-round picks then, two consecutive years after if the Bulls did convey this yeah. season. Yeah. I'll take that now. I'll have Wembenyama. <laughs> Here's a question. Uh, again, we can get into this more in the off-season. Do we want to use two top first-round picks in this year's draft? Like, if we get a top two or three pick... I know we want that balls pick because it's another another pick of throwing something up against the wall and seeing whether you get something really good out of the draft. But do we want more veteran presence over a second lottery pick? I think we've got it. I think we use it. I think we do as well. Do and I think it's they'll look at it as if it's a good pick. So if it's two picks in the top ten, say we're picking fourth and eighth, for example, that's your shot in one of those two picks where they're going to get that that missing piece. I think they would look at it if just one of the two, it's two swings. Mm-hmm. And I think when you look at the players we've cut, young players and got rid of, like RJ and Mobamba, I think it's to free up time with an eye half on that. Who would you want to draft, Gary? I think I think I should get a jersey with a dick on the back. Gee, I think, <laughs> I think, I'm just, I'm just so it's a joke. That, this though, is it? I'm so happy that it's personalised for me. And um, if that happens with the Bulls pick, I will be dancing and having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that in there. You didn't expect it. <laughs> well, there is there is a shooting guard, Colby Jones, Garrett, who you'll probably yeah. be. But he's projected to go later in the draft at like twenty four. Is he? Okay, okay. Um, I, I'd like to see us use both picks if they, if they both convey. Um, 
unless you can make a deal. But the problem is there isn't like uh, a Donovan Mitchell type out there at the moment, isn't there? Um, so, you know, maybe draft the best shooter in in the uh, in the draft, and then best available as well. So you basically you're just making the team better. That's the best thing you can do because you're not drafting mm-hmm. by position. You're drafting the best people available. Yeah. There's many for me. For me, I think that once we've had the draft uh, lottery and we know what we've got, I'm sure that the front office have already sat down and worked out anyway as to if we got position two and position nine, where would we be looking? What would we would be wanting to keep? Or do we think we can package this up? I'm sure they've already had the serious conversations. Um I'm quite open to trading or using the Bulls one as as a chip in a in a in a deal to bring somebody in to cover a position shooting effectively to cover something that we need. I'm quite open to that. Um, other than um, it's one of them where. I, as you, I, I don't look at the draft players until until we're in the summer and then I start having a little look and that then tends to be on what people are suggesting as to where you'll get mm-hmm. what you'll get for position whatever you know whatever lottery position we've got um, if we pick if we chose to use both picks assuming we got both then I've got, I like this front office. I think they've done as well. So I'd, I'd be happy to trust them, trust their judgment. Um, if they think that we can do something better with one of those picks on the open market, then so be it. As long as it's not another Sergi Backer job. We don't want another Rob Hennigan, Sergi Backer trade. That's not going Because if there's been a worse trade in magic history, I don't know what it is. Um, and that's the sort of one that scares me, that sort of thing. But he did nest Terence Ross. Yes. As a small side note. But if we end up with Victor Wembiama, it's over. What uh, would you guys do? Sorry, Mikey, just to jump in on. there. If if we finished third, okay, and the projected pick there is Brandon Miller. Now, I don't know if you know the history with Brandon Miller. He apparently, well, his weapon was used in in a, in a murder. Um, used by uh, a friend of his, etc. But obviously, he's playing for Alabama at the moment. He's still playing. Uh, Alabama, I think, you know, very favoured to get to the, you know, maybe the final four. But he's been projected to possibly go second in front of Scoot Henderson. What's your thoughts if the Magic finish third, seeing as the Magic like squeaky clean players? Best player available, whoever Jeff Wellman thinks it is. I, I haven't, I haven't really watched any videos on and anybody else other than Wemby Armour and Scoot Henderson. I've not really looked at, apart from Grady Dick, who I watched a few highlights on earlier. Um, <laughs> uh, lad, I, I can't wait to see your searches you then do for finding <laughs> Dick, Dick highlights on on Google, mate. <laughs> <laughs> It, it did genuinely. Yeah, it did genuinely pop up on my Twitter feed earlier really? on. It did. <laughs> you can you can take that yeah, for what you yeah, want Dick, as well. Yeah, Dick pop up on your Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on before this gets even worse. <laughs> uh, right, the week ahead. Uh, we're recording our next episode. <clears throat> Let me start again. We're recording our next episode or next Friday, the 24th of March. Before then, the Magic play four games, starting with the Clippers on Saturday, which is a nice early 7 o'clock UK tip-off against the Clippers, who are 37 and 33, sat fifth in the Western Conference. They've won four straight and then 19 and 15 at home this season. Uh, Then on Sunday, the Magic play... 
that other team in Los Angeles, which is a 1.30 a.m. tip-off, which is Monday morning, uh, 34 and 36, ninth in the West. Uh, they actually lost to the Rockets on Wednesday, uh, and they are 18 and 16 at home. Uh, I think LeBron's still missing, so it's a winnable game for sure. Uh, then the Magic return back from the West Coast road trip to face the Wizards on Tuesday. To be honest, I don't know what you guys think. This already feels like a schedule loss, let alone it being the Wizards. Uh, but it's an 11 o'clock tip-off on Tuesday night. The Wizards are 32-37, and 37, and we are currently four and a half games back of them in 10th. Uh, they've won four of the last 10, but they've won seven straight against the Magic. And the last two times we played them this year, we've lost by 18 and 19 points in those two games. And then on Thursday, the Magic play the Knicks. Uh, 11 o'clock tip-off at the Amway Centre. Uh, 41 and 30. They're fifth in the Eastern Conference and they've won seven of the last 10. And their uh, home record is actually worse than their road record. And they're 22 and 14. And we know what it's like when these big teams come to town. <laughs> the Amway will probably feel like a home game for them as well. But uh, predictions, guys, for the week? G? To me first. Okay. Um, I'm going to go two and two. I I think we'll beat one of the Los Angeles teams. And let's say we'll beat the team I hate the most in the world. So we're going to beat the Los Angeles Lakers on Sunday night uh, without Mo, Mo Bamba. Um, so beat them. I think we'll beat the Wizards just to you know show that we're capable of beating a team like that. The Knicks are playing very well at the moment, especially um, since the All-Star break. So, uh, you know, especially Josh Hart um, has joined the team. So, and there's going to be a partisan crowd. So, I'm going to go two and two, Mikey. Gary? Um, to be different, I guess. So, I was going possibly two. I think we'll go one and three. Um, I'm flipping a coin, really, whether we'll beat the Lakers or whether we'll beat the Wizards. Um, I guess we'll beat the Wizards. Paul? Right. One and three. One and three. Um, I'm going to go that we beat the Lakers. It feels like it's uh, a built-in advantage again for them that we play them on the second night of a back-to-back and they get a lot of teams on the second night of a back-to-back because of travel. Um, I agree with you that the Schedule, it feels like a scheduled loss, the Wizards game, because of having come off that travel into a home game. That being said, I remember being in the Amway in 2018, where we came off a long West Coast trip. Um, second night of a back-to-back, we landed back in Orlando and played the Milwaukee Bucks and beat them and absolutely put them to the sword. We were the team were fantastic that night. Um, so who knows? We could show up, but one and three. Uh, I'm going to see if I can keep my streak alive because I've got the last two weeks right, except the games that they lost. Uh, I'm going to go one and three. And I'm going to say we beat the Clippers on Saturday. I've, there's one thing I've learned with the predictions is what makes sense normally doesn't happen when it comes to the Magic. Last week I said we beat the Spurs because that looked like the obvious game we'd win and you go and beat Miami. Uh, I think this week, I would say the Clippers or the Knicks are are the best two teams out of that that we're going to play. And you'd say the Lakers missing LeBron feels like that's the game that you should win, but that doesn't mean the Magic are going to win that. So I'm going to go with something completely different and say we're going to win against the Clippers and lose the other three. I suppose when you talk about when we've been what we've been talking about, how we've played well against the better teams, beating the Clippers makes sense. And they're on a winning streak. Um, yeah. uh, we've been renowned for lo- uh, ending some of those winning streaks for other teams this season. What, was it Philly? Philly? Philly, seven Boston. Games? Philly and Boston. We've had a couple mm-hmm. of win streaks. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Makes sense, mate. Absolutely. Anything you guys want to add before we wrap it up? Yeah, I do. 
Oh. Did you notice in the Phoenix game that they were pumping in music to their arena? Like crowd noises. <laughs> oh, like that. <laughs> that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just pinged. <laughs> I didn't notice that, G. Did you no. not notice it? Oh my no. god, it was awful. It was awful. I didn't like it. I know it's banned in the NFL, isn't it? Because obviously, you're not allowed to do that. To Are you sure, though? Are you yeah, sure? I read, yeah, mean? I read it up on Twitter as well. All oh, right. We and they were talking cool. nonsense as well, but. We need to start doing that for when, like, the magic miss a free throw and have Paul's sound there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> now what they need to do is if an away team misses free throws, we get a free Chick fil A. That do you know what? Do, do you know what we need to do? We need to send Paul back on a flight to Orlando, and you know, and you. Yeah, we'll do this at the Amway Center. You know, you get all the fans with the Bam Bam sat behind the basket as, as the opposing team's shooting a free throw. You just need Paul sat there throwing himself around <laughs> with the back passing. <laughs> <laughs> That'll put them off. Yeah. Oh, you didn't notice it then? Just me? No. no. Oh, okay. All right. Paul, we could also put you down as like stuff's assistant and like have him just do the madcap stunts where he might get injured, like firing you out of a cannon or something. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did I get into this week? Like these helmet on and stuff, and like fired across the arena or something. I can't, I can't think of the name of the uh, stunt man, the motorbike stunt man in The Simpsons, who's always fully in full casts and whatever. But uh, I feel like that's, that should be me. No, that's not a week. Let's not let let's not let Paul anywhere near stuff because uh, we don't want it catching. <laughs> oh, it's Captain Lance Murdoch, isn't it? Uh, that's the, that's one. the man. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. Excellent. Raul Murdoch Baker. Bacor. <laughs> well, boys, it's been a pleasure. Oh, Good to yeah. talk to you. Well, thank you as always for listening and watching. Please hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. It's definitely worth watching this week for Paul's uh, spasms. Um, if you fancy some weekend shopping, click on the NBA store or Fanatics using our links in the description of the podcast. Don't forget to use our affiliate code MAGICUK10 for 10% off your, your order. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Orlando Magic UK. So from Gary, Paul, Garen and myself, until next week, go Magic.